Welcome into another edition of Sunday Stories. I'm Corey White, and this is a special Father's Day edition of Sunday Stories, and it's special because we're here with the man, the head pastor at North Church Guthrie, Hetty Coleman. Uh, Hetty, we are uh, in Hetty's studio as well here in beautiful Guthrie, Oklahoma. Uh, but, uh, you know, normally Hetty asks the questions, but uh, today I am going to be putting Hetty on the hot seat. I'll yeah. be asking the questions. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Sunday Stories was actually a brainchild of Hetty's. It was not my idea. He just asked me to do the uh, interviews and to host the thing because he knows I'm a far superior podcast host. <laughs> that is exactly right. All right, and, you pro- and you keep proving that every <laughs> Sunday. Uh, we're, we're, um, we could go a lot of directions with Hetty, and I could spend hours talking to you. But I, I, I want to focus specifically on, on fatherhood and parenting today because it is Father's Day. So first off, Hetty, what does fatherhood mean to you? Yeah, so fatherhood to me is uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it like this is me trying to do my best job of uh, following uh, my father God's example that he lays out for me through his word, and so in that it I'm doing it from a human, very human way, and so uh, I fall short at it at times. But man, I just think my father God is loving to me, and he's patient with me, and he's kind to me. And so, and he, he disciplines me. He, uh, he gives me uh, direction on which way to go on certain things. And so for me, that's what I want to be to my children. That's the kind of father uh, that I want to be to them. And so that's kind of how I, I see fatherhood is, is providing uh, those things that my father, God provides me through his word um, to my children and, 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 and serve them in that. Well, let's talk a little bit about your children. Introduce listeners to your children. We'll start with your youngest, your princess, Nia. Princess Nia. Yeah, so Princess Nia, uh, I like to say she's my favorite child. When I go speak, I always tell people she's my favorite child. I think I just like to get a rouse out of people because people get they're like, no, you can't have a favorite child. Everybody has a like. Everybody has a favorite child. They just don't want to admit it. But there's one that's like, oh, that's my, that's my favorite. So I say Nia's my favorite. And she was, uh, you know, she you got you have a couple other kids, and we'll we'll get into them. But she she was your last one, and, and you really wanted a girl. Yeah, we really want a girl. Yeah. So uh, my wife and I, after having two boys, decided that we were going to go for one more, and because we wanted a girl, and so that's what we prayed for. And so the day that we found out that she was a girl. Uh, I, I went in, no, wait, Bernadette went into the doctor, came out with an envelope cause they didn't tell her. And this is before like, uh, Facebook and all that. So we didn't do a reveal, so to speak, like on social media or anything like that. But, um, she came down and we opened and I opened the letter and, uh, I told it was a girl. And so we were so overjoyed because we was like, because oh, we were essentially done and then decided that we needed at least to have a girl. But Nia's a very special ch- child. She's she's an artist, and so she really has a lot of the mannerisms when you think about an artist. Uh, she has that. She's a she's an introvert. She likes to be to herself. She may have one or two people that she spends a lot of time with as far as friends go, but super sweet. Uh, oh, my goodness. I love, I love Nia. She's fun. She's probably the funniest one in the house, but people just don't know it because she's she's so quiet. But Nia is hilarious. She is so funny. 
uh, when she wants to be. But yeah, I love Neil. And your middle child is Zell. So middle child is Zell. He's the one bouncing off the wall. He has way more activities than anybody else in the house. COVID has kind of slowed him down a little bit, but this guy was playing soccer every day, every night, and not just in Guthrie. Like, he wants to go to Deer Creek, Edmond. So these are all places that we got to drive, like, 20 to 30 minutes to get him there. But he loves soccer. He's very active. Uh, he was the um, – to be to be um, clear, COVID hasn't slowed him down. Social distancing. Has yes, slowed him. yeah, yes. So yes, this is true. This is true. He did not have COVID. The social distancing, has, the world being shut down, has caused him to to slow down. But Zell was also the president of his student council, and uh, he he has a heart to be an, an entrepreneur someday. And so he works with someone who flips. Uh, resells uh, items, and so uh, yeah, that's Zell. But very, very compassionate kid too. Like he's always aware of what's right. Like he's a rule follower. He's always worried about how people feel or or how something's gonna make them feel. So he's always aware of that. So for example, rule following. We're at the grocery store the other day. We're leaving. If you go right, you can't go right because that's only to enter. If you go left. That's only the exit. Now, these things only are happening because of the social distancing, because of COVID. At any other time, you could go out either door. So I was like, I'm going out this door because there was nobody coming anyway. He's like, no, Dad, we can't go out that way because the sign says that that's only for entering. And so that's how he is. I'm like, Zell, we're going out this door. Were were you a little surprised that he wanted to run for uh, student body president? Was that something? Did did that come as a shock to you? Uh, Not really because uh, Zell... Zell's a little shy as well, but Zell, he wants to, like, he's always talked about being on stage, speaking, and stuff like that, and that's some of the stuff that he wants to do, so that kind of lets me know, like, he, he wants to kind of be out front and leading and, um, and, and, help, and help make choices that make for change, because he cares about people, so he wants to see the right thing happening for people, so it, 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 it didn't surprise me, but it surprised me. I was excited for him though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This is more more than I did when I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. Because it's a it's a pretty big responsibility. And so then he also his his um, so he was the president. And so there's a big conference that happens every year where um, all of the student councils from different schools or whatever, if I'm saying that right, come to a conference, and each school gets a chance to bid for that to host it. And so his his he decided that that was something that they were going to do, and so he had to get on stage and and do a, a presentation in front of about eight hundred students, and uh, I was so proud of him uh, in that moment. But they wanted, and so now they're going to be able to host a leadership conference here in Guthrie, which will be about a, a thousand students who will come and attend that. And so that's a it's a pretty big deal. So he had the opportunity to kind of lead and 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 develop that game plan to present for that bid. So. There, you you said you pride. I mean, can you express that into words? The pride you feel when you see stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, just uh, to see him take ownership of something like that uh, makes you feel good because you know, as a father, like you're you're teaching your kids to do things, and so then when they live it out, you're like, oh man, that's good. You know, uh, that's kind of like with my like. Let's talk about my oldest son, Kenneth. Like he he. Um, is doing those same things. Very proud of him. Like the other day he was on a, a, a zoom call with about 40, 50 other people. And uh, so he was, he was sharing God's like, that's his first time doing that. 
in front of in that type of setting and him sharing God's word in the way that he did it and everybody's talking about like as a father you feel good about that because um you have instilled those principles and things in your children's life and so to see them come to fruition is like oh man that's good you know Kenneth has taken a more active role as well in the in the you know behind the scenes of the church. He's working in production. Uh, you, do you enjoy seeing that in him that he's uh, you know taking a role in maybe a leadership in the church? Yeah, yeah, no. You know, one of the things Kenneth's twenty two. He still stays at home, and one of the things that I always just I want all my children to do is serve in the in the church uh, because I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. And so the, I want my kids to be an active part of that. And Kenneth's super active. Like, he, I, I mean, the last few weeks, I think he's served every week and he's getting up early and, and taking ownership of that. And so um, it makes me feel really good. And Kenneth, like to describe Kenneth, Kenneth's a little bit more reserved. He's a little bit more serious of a guy. He's super shy too. Like he's just, like if you know him, he's an introvert. Uh, but, he, you know, they're all capable of talking and communicating with people. Like not not in the sense of like they feel awkward doing those kind of things, but their natural tendency is not to be in the in the big crowd and in the life of the party like myself. So yeah, I've uh, I've I've watched Kenneth mature a lot over the last few years, and I think I I've started seeing open up a little more. We've yeah. started to have a little more conversations about you know things like you know things like girls and and, yeah. and life and you know how much it stinks that you have to get up in the morning to go to work and yes, <laughs> yes, things yes. like that and i've really i've really enjoyed that we had uh and we're going to get to bernadette your wife uh here in a minute but we had her on the podcast a few weeks ago she told this this really great story uh where it was uh you 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 and her were were courting you were courting her uh-huh. at the time uh, you were so you were dating, and uh, Bernadette had already had Kenneth. Yeah, and uh, Kenneth is young at this point. You know, uh-huh. he's he's real young, and uh, you you know. So for Bernadette, it's it, she's very guarded about who she lets into uh, that world of her and Kenneth. And so you're dating, and um, she she turns around sometime and she sees you. Kenneth has. Uh, boogers in his nose a problem we a problem we all have we all have i i have uh still as an adult uh and uh you were digging the boogers out of kenneth's nose and uh bernadette said that was when i knew hetty was the one um i want to ask you about the challenges uh, of raising a son that maybe isn't yours biologically yeah um man it's not easy uh to to have a a stepchild, you know, that that you're not the biological parent of. But at the same time, he's, he's my child, you know. Uh, I've had him since he was four or five, mm-hmm. five. And, and for the most part, um, he's been in my home for most of those years. Like, his father's um, around, but he kind his lives with me. And so... One of the things for me as a as a as a, a, a step let's say stepdad was that I wanted to make sure that Kenneth's biological dad knew that I wanted him in his life. Like I was never trying to replace him, and I just wanted that for Kenneth because uh, it's very important, I think, to have your your biological father. Like that's the way God designed it. That God didn't mean for us to have step parents. Uh, but in that, God gives us grace to be able to help step parents, and, and they can love us and 
and, and step in, in 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 place of that. But I want to make sure that Kenneth knew that I wanted his daddy, and I wanted his dad to make sure that uh, he knew that I wanted him to be a part of Kenneth's life in such a way like um, when we got married, Bernadette and I, his father was incarcerated, uh, and then he transitioned to halfway house. And as soon as he got to a place where we could go visit, I took he, I took Kenneth to him. And I wanted him to know, like, hey, I want you to be involved in Kenneth's life. And so I've done everything that I can to make sure of that. And I think that let Kenneth know how much I loved him because I wanted that for I wanted that for Kenneth. So Kenneth's dad comes over and does Thanksgiving dinners with us, Christmas dinners. Uh, we'll talk on the phone for hours. And uh, uh, so it's, it's been really good. But some of the challenges, too, is like, once you have biological children, because Kenneth's my first child, and so then Bernadette and I had two children together, so now you have biological children. So you're trying to balance that and serve all your children the same, even though one's biological and one's not. And so in that, you really got to be mindful of that, be self-aware that you're not leaning towards that. Now, there may be a thing of, like, I may be closer to one, or Neil may be my... You know, even though Mania may be my favorite, Mania may not be the one that I'm closest to, you know. And so, but that doesn't. But I want them to all know that I love them equally. Meaning, like, yeah, I may be, I may spend more time with Zell. That may be because Zell does a gazillion different activities and things like that. So I just naturally spend more time with him. Neil may be my favorite. Yeah, she's just my princess. She's the she's the she's the youngest child, and then Ken is my oldest child. And so I put blue. I have a little bit more. Uh, expectations out of Kenneth. So he gets that. He's not only the stepchild, but he also gets the oldest child role. So it can feel a little bit more tension and, and pressing on him because I just want him to, I want the best for him and I want him to be setting a good example for, because the way Kenneth goes, his brother and sister now watches that and he's the example. He's the one leading the way. And so I, Kenneth may have, he has the most pressure for me. So you're you're raising uh, boys boys and girls differently. There's a little oh, bit yeah. of a different way you parent in, yeah. in in that regard. Yep, I'm a little bit more so boys and girls. I'm a little bit even. I'm a little bit more aggressive with Zell and Kenneth. Meaning like, I I really push them because I feel like men are the going to be the head of the homes. I think we should be leading the community. Not saying that women can't do those same things. I, I respect women in the same light. But I just have this expectation for men. And so I raised Kenneth and Zell based on that. And then Nia, I try to treat her like I would want any guy to treat um, her in the sense of how I treat her mom, you know, in a very loving way and know that she's a lady. And so I try to treat her like a lady. And so whatever guy comes in ready to try to date Nia, Nia's going like, my daddy's already treated me really good, so you better come with it, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a big part of raising Nia is how I treat her mom, like how – she see me interact with her mom is kind of how I'm raising Nia as well. Cause she sees that and, and understands like, Oh, that's the way that um, I should be treated. And her mom probably plays the biggest role in impacting her cause she's the lady. So Nia watches her mom uh, as a woman and that's who she looks up to and admires. And so, and I just serve in that. Well, that leads me into my next question. Tell me about your partner, Bernadette. Well, Bernadette, she's she's the love of my life. You know, um, I always say whenever I go speak, I say that uh, Bernadette is the coolest thing about me. Uh, but Bernadette is so fun, and we laugh a lot. Uh, we have some of the same personality. Like we both 
are yellows, meaning like we we both have a tendency not to want to uh, challenge one another. So we really got to be aware of those kind of things. Bernadette is a handy woman. And so where I'm not strong at being a handy man, she jumps in and does it. For so much so, like, I almost was offended. One of our friends was talking yesterday, and uh, she said she called another – oh, she called Isaiah, who's another friend, to come help her fix something. And I said, why didn't you call me? And she said, oh, I wouldn't have called you. I would have called your wife if I needed – I'm like, what does that mean? She's like, you know, Bernadette's the handy one, you know. And so it's so true too. Like, but she not only is she that, but she enjoys doing it. She likes working on things with her hands and all that stuff. That's just not. I'd rather go greet or something. I, I, I mean, I, I will agree with you. I work with her back in production. <laughs> I, 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 I produce. I'm like, I can't do this without Bernadette. No, please, please, God, let Bernadette be here this week, or the service is gonna go off. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys are so affectionate uh, with each other, um, and I'm really impressed by that. Uh, I, I, I appreciate it, and I enjoy seeing it. Uh, how do you keep that fire alive when you get busy with obviously raising three kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you just got to be intentional about it. You know, it's it's one of the things that's on my superhero list is to to always be in a in a in a healthy place with my marriage. And so every morning, every day, I look at my superhero list, which is my goal list, is there, so I can it can always be in front of me. Um, also, I think that goes back to just. Um, um, just knowing how God wants me to, to, to do treat my wife. He says that I should love my wife as, as Christ loves the church. And so in that, that just lets me know, like, Bernadette is one with me. She's the main part of me. And so I want to make sure that she's always feel loved. And I'm always trying to compliment her and, and tell her how great she is and how beautiful she is. And it's just a habit thing. Like, you just make that a habit. And I think uh, with that, I think, it, it it creates this this very fun but uh, not perfect marriage, and uh, I think people admire that about us that mm-hmm. they see us in that way. Like we just real people, <laughs> and uh, we try to compliment and love each other. So let me switch gears here a little bit, and obviously on this Father's Day, um, there's there's a lot going on in the world um, around race and law enforcement you are an african-american man Mm -hmm. and you were raising two african-american boys Mm -hmm. what have you told uh your sons about they've likely seen the video of george floyd and 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 what have you told them about what's going on in the world yeah so we um we have communicated to our children on numerous occasions about what it means to be um, people of color in the country where you're not the majority, you know, you're minority. And there's been things put in place that, um, that can make life a little bit more challenging. And there's people in the world who don't see you as, um, as their equal. And with that, sometimes you can be, um, discriminated against, or you can be put in positions of, uh, places or situations that aren't safe uh, because of that. And so we just try to make them aware of, of that, those kind of things. And a lot of times we do it based on things like the George Floyd situation where, oh, okay, let's, this is the time to remind you of the importance of um, being 
being mindful of these kind of things can happen to you as young African-American men. Uh, one time Kenneth came home, he was dating a white girl and the dad wasn't cool with that. She didn't want, he didn't want um, his daughter dating an African-American boy. So that gave us another opportunity to, to talk about that. And the way that we talk about it is not so much of um, white people are evil or whatever. Um, it's more so, hey, let's, you know, let's love our enemies. Let's pray for those who persecute us. And in that, um, be, res be respectful, um, be polite, be patient with people. Um, don't judge folks. Don't be quick to think that all white people are going to be like that uh, because we want to make sure that you, you, you know, you come home at night. And I think some of that is just trying to do your best to make sure that people um, don't find a reason to do some, to do harm to you. You know, don't give them any more ammunition, especially if they already hate you, you know, or dislike you or see you as different. Don't give them any more ammunition. Just try to be nice and polite and do your thing and get out of there. Yeah. Do you do you fear for them? No, I don't. Like, I don't lose any sleep if Kenneth's gone and he's out late or whatever. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose any sleep. One, I'm trust I'm I'm just trusting God with his life because I can't do anything. If Kenneth's out and about and I'm at home, there's nothing that I can do about Kenneth. Uh, but just trust God in that. And so, um, it allows for me to sleep at night, you know, because you could stress over those kind of things. But I just, I, I think my my kids are um, going to do the right thing. And uh, in that, we just trust God that they get to come home. I've heard whispers of of you as, as a, you know, maybe a, a child and a younger man. And if, for those who don't know Hetty, and most of the listeners on this podcast probably do, is that Hetty is just this um, – enormous ball of just positive energy and warmth and kindness and encouragement. Uh, it, it's almost superhuman. <laughs> almost super. Eddie's personality is, is superhuman. Um, but you weren't always like this. And at some point in your life, you kind of went through a transformation. And I want to learn more about that transformation because I think it speaks a lot to who you are as a man. Yeah. You know, I, I think that um, I, I, so the example that I always give people is like, we were born in the sin. And so at some point, um, we began to make choices based on, um, us coming to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior. And we get this, this word. So at a young age, I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior, but I never began to, uh, get into his word and dig into it to where it could change my life. And so, man, I was a, I was a bad kid. I remember one time, uh, jumping up on the teacher's, the principal's desk and, 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 and screaming at her and, uh, calling her racist and all these things. Cause it's something like I ended up in the office cause I was bad in class. So I knew like once I got to the office, her office, I needed to do something to kind of flip this thing. And so I, you know, yeah. like, I just, so the, doing those kind of things, I remember um, the first time I got arrested, uh, and that was after being shot at in Musgrave in Oklahoma City, because Musgrave was uh, a crypt territory, and Guthrie people were uh, bloods, but I had friends on, on both sides, and so we got shot at, and uh, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, you could say that, but at the same time, I, I was there because 
those are the people that I rolled with. We were just wild. Um, I can remember um, one time where we were at Love's convenience store and we were fighting some kids and we ended up sending the kid to the hospital because we had literally just almost beat the guy. You know, so I was a part of those things. And just to give it a little picture, kind of, I was a, I was a rough kid. And around 21, 22, we, we, uh, I decided like, man, I want to, I want to be the person that my mom and my grandparents had raised and put God's word in me. And he said, he whispered to me Monday through Sunday. And I didn't know what that meant. And then I started looking at these verses and there's, and they just kind of started leading me to these verses. First Peter two and two, it says as a newborn baby desire the sincere milk word of the God, word of God that you may grow thereby. Uh, Psalms 1-2, delight yourself in God's word day and night, and you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Joshua 1-8, meditate on God's word day and night, and you'll be, you'll prosper and have good success, right? And so I started seeing these, and I'm like, oh, every day I need to be meditating on God's word. And what happens is, is that Romans 12, 1-2, 12-1 says, don't be conformed. 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I started digging in God's word, and letting it kind of change who I was. It started changing my heart. So I started seeing people differently. I started trying to be super kind to people because I wanted to be a light in people's life. Just want to represent God well. And so in, in, in that, I think, too, what I've learned, too, is like that's who God always wanted Hetty to be. Like God's always given me the gift to encourage. and Because even in my craziest days, I was really just encouraging people in the wrong way. Like to go do things that we should not be doing. And so uh, I think in that, God just took what he wanted me to be and just has started using it for his glory and, and, and trying to do my best. But the, the crazy thing about gifts and you're gifted at things, there's things that you fall super short on, you know? <laughs> there, there are many, many things I fall super short on. He falls super how, short on. How much on time things. we got? <laughs> yeah, so people will see the gift or who God's called you to be, and sometimes it can um, – overshot like i'm like man i still have a long way to go like everybody else but god's been good to me yeah there are probably people who knew you back then who couldn't imagine you being a pastor oh, today. no no yeah so like one time i went to a a, a, a um a, a what do you call it? a reunion a class reunion and this is by this time i had started making change in my life and people kind of had known that i was making these changes and a girl calls me and she's like she said She's crying. She's like, I'm so glad to see that you've changed because when we were in high school, I dropped out of school because of you. Like, that was like a bomb dropped on me. I was like, oh, my goodness. It just really spoke. Like, I wouldn't want that in a million years now. Like, when people do, like, when I feel like I did somebody bad, I try my best to try to make up with, you know, like, I'm trying my best to make uh, make up for that. And so, but, yeah, no, God's definitely transformed my life and, I don't know if I've ever, I never thought in a million years I'd be doing the stuff that I do, let alone serving at a, lo a local church in the role that I do. And so uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to people like you that that allows me to serve you in, in, in what we do. It, you can use that transformation in the way you parent. I mean, mm -hmm. it becomes an important part in, in, in how you parent today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, yeah, I, I think what I do know now is that what my parents did for me, my mom and my grandparents, what they did for me by putting God's word in me every chance they get, that's what we do. That's what I do now. And then you just trust that God's going to, that what you place in them will come to fruition. And so, um, 
I've been always trying to just course correct my kids based on God's word and and praying and trusting that what I'm instilling in them is going to come back in, in fruition. So, and Kenneth's a great example of that. Like Kenneth is making great strides serving at the church. And every time we talk now, he's talking about God's word and, um, and I'm excited for that. And that just speaks to like, Hey, just, just keep giving them God's word and just trust him. Cause other than that, we can't, I always say this, like we can't, I think we think too much of ourselves <laughs> as people. Sometimes like, I really can't do anything, but trust God in, in this, 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 in this life and, and do my best at taking his word and, and giving it to people. Uh, and yeah. And that, yeah, I mean, making sure that Christ is at the center of, of your relationship with your mm-hmm. kids is just critical mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So it's very, it's the most important thing, Corey, like, um, and I'm not very good at it, but I mean, that's, that's the way that we live our lives is to try to make sure that God's word is at the center of everything that we do. And that's, that's the way, again, like when Kenneth had the situation with the young lady, when he came home, we circled up and we started talking about how do we address this? Like we pointed to God's word. The Bible says to love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to love these people. Uh, but here, here, here's some principles that we need to live by in those kind of things. So be patient with people, be gentle, um, be full of joy when you're around them, have self-control. And, and so Galatians 5, 22, 23. So like, just keep like, let's point back to God's word. Now I'm going to trust you that this is this thing. The Bible says that, uh, train up a child in the way that they should go and it will never depart from them. And so that's, that's the way that I want to father and, 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 and raise my children. I want to ask you what the challenges of raising uh, kids in, in what is, you know, I might call it the social media age or the, you know, the internet age where they're just content, they're being bombarded by content all the time. It is difficult, if not impossible, to filter that content. I think specifically of, of Zale, you know, he plays video games. You know, sometimes you don't you don't know who Zale's communicating with them in those yeah. video games. I mean, they're they're complete strangers and they become friends of his. You know, in the old days, you know, when we were growing up, you and I, it's like you hung out with people, and so your parents could say, "Okay, I, he's hanging out with uh, with those people. I know who they are." Today, you you may not know that, yeah. and, and I wanted to, I want to ask you about the challenges of of raising raising children in this age. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I look at it as, as a challenge. We try to do the best we can in that, but at the same time, we're pretty laxed on that because, again, my kids are 13, 15. Zell's about to be 15 and 22. Uh, Kenneth's not a kid anymore. You know, he's a grown man. But in that, in the same way that we did Kenneth, I think for a long time we really kind of held some things to, like, no, you can't do that, like uh, um, Call of Duty and some of these games that kill him all the time. Like I didn't let Kenneth. I didn't let Kenneth or Zell. Kenneth may have played a little bit earlier. Uh, Zell, Zell just started playing within the last year, but I try to raise them to give them the opportunity to start making those choices. And then if they fail, then we address it, course correct it, tell them why not. But if I'm always trying to be the one who's managing that for them when they get adults, and they, I'd rather for them to start learning some of this now. Uh, versus when they get adults and they have never given them an opportunity to make choices like that. So we don't we don't hold them to the fire real hard on that. Again, that's another thing that we we try to do our best and we try to trust God in it and 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 lead them with His Word. 
balancing everything that you do because you were just you're always doing something whether it's pastoring the church you've got the you know the go in podcast you're doing you're doing the vlogging you're doing the blogging you're doing the speaking you're doing uh, i mean you're just always too on much. the go 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 <laughs> <laughs> too much i'm doing way too much thank you for pointing yeah, that out for uh, I'm, I'm just here I appreciate you I, i'm here i'm here to be captain obvious that's what i'm here that's that's my nickname uh how do you balance that with just uh making sure that you're you're doing the things you need to do to raise your kids yeah, so I don't know if I do, like I have seasons where I do it better than others. Right now, I think I'm in a season where I'm horrible, horrible at it. But um, we do, I mean, we eat dinner together. There's a lot of times that we do those kind of things. We play games together. We have people over. Um, I get the I get the opportunity to, if I want to, I can work from home, so I'm around them uh, in that. And my kids are they. I give them the freedom to do a lot of things on their own, not making it seem like we always have to be the ones together doing stuff. Because, again, they're going to be grown, and I want them to start now, kind of being independent in some of those things. So whenever they leave the house, they will already be capable of doing that. They don't feel like you always got to be with us. And so, but on my daily routine list, uh, again, I go back to my superhero list. Those things are in front of me to do one-on-ones with my kids, to do date night with my wife. So I always have those things in front of me just to stay mindful of that and the importance of it. But I'm pretty lax on my kids. Just, again, I want them to be learning these things now while they're in my home to serve them if they need help with any course corrections and things like that. So I don't try to just be the one with them all the time uh, just because of that. I want them to be independent, find their friends. And, and learn how to do things that they enjoy and, and want to do. But they're my kids. I love them. Like, if I'm going to hang out with anybody, it's going to be my family. We're fun. Uh, we love to laugh and hang out. And I have a great in the sense, I have a great family in that. You know, and uh, if I'm going to be around somebody, it's going to be them and hang out. So there's no, it's no I don't want to be around my family at all. Like, they are my best friends. We, we. I love my family. Yeah, I kind of like hanging out with your family, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that, too. So I'll, I will agree with you. Um, it's it's 20 years from now. You and you and Bernadette are, are sitting on the porch in beautiful Guthrie, yes, America. America. Come and on. You're, you're, you're rocking in your rocket chairs. You know, you, you both have a little more gray. Yeah. You know, what... What does life look like? How, how has this been a success? Oh, my goodness. If my kids, as a father, if my kid, if I see my kids and they're doing things, doing work that they enjoy, um, living a, a simple life that allows for them to have margin and space to, to be out in their communities leading and serving, and then um, they... They have made good decisions concerning either marriage or singleness. So whichever one of those they're doing, they're making good choices within that. And so if, if, if those things are happening, I'm, I'm golden. I'm good. Well, Hetty, uh, selfishly for me, I've, I've gotten over the last few years an opportunity to watch you. Um, and to watch the person that you are. And you talk about your transformation. And I think I'm... Going through a slow transformation myself, I stumble <laughs> a whole lot. Yeah, but I'm 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 trying, and I am incredibly grateful on this Father's Day that I get an opportunity 
to watch you and the way you are as a man, um, the way you treat people, the way you walk into every situation with a positive attitude and you encourage people and you're so kind to strangers. And I, I just think to myself, if I could become just a little bit like the man that you are, I will be a much better man than I am today. So on this Father's Day, I'm incredibly grateful for you. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, that's probably way too kind. <laughs> that's way too kind. I'm about to send you a check or something. But, yeah, no, I I'm, I appreciate you seriously. Like It's, it's you Corey are... with an E. <laughs> I appreciate you so much because you are inspiration to, to us as well, just the way that you serve and have come here. You know, you didn't really know us. I know, and I know, like there was some connections there that people you knew with, like Scott. But you, you have uh, dug deep in and are part of the family so much so that I send you texts sometimes that should have went to my other cousin Corey. And so, well, anytime you can sing me, uh, send me a text of you singing "Happy Birthday" <laughs> and it's not my birthday. I, I'll, count That's a a, win. I'll count it as a W. That's a win. Yeah, yeah no. So I love you, man. I, I appreciate you and what you're doing and. You're killing it with the podcast. I'm grateful that you said yes to to doing this, and because uh, I believe in the power of sharing stories. And I may not be the best at answering questions, but I, lo- I, I love seeing people ask great questions to get people's stories out there. And I think that you are killing it and doing a, a good job. So uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate. I learned from you. Yeah. The, 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 the actual best podcast in, in this room right now is Eddie Coleman. It is no, not me. I don't know I about learned, that. I, I love it though. I want to keep getting better at it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Anytime you have any pointers for me, anything, I'll try my best to make those. Congratulations on the 100th podcast. I know. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's awesome. I thought that was super cool, and uh, hopefully, I can get a hundred more quicker than I got this hundred. I think it took me three years to get to a hundred. Yeah. So, go go subscribe to the Go Win podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hetty Coleman podcast. Hetty Coleman podcast. Hetty Coleman. H-E-A-D-Y. Yeah. yeah you're right. Uh, yeah. So Hetty Coleman podcast. But yeah, I love it. Yep. Let's well, keep doing it. Yeah, I'm grateful for you, and uh, I'm grateful I get to learn from you, and uh, you make me a better man. And happy Father's Day. Thank you. Uh-huh. God loves you. Go in. That will do it for this edition of Sunday Stories. We'd love for you to follow North Church on Facebook and Instagram. North Church experiences are live streamed on Facebook and YouTube, as well as available on our website. You can find that by going to north.church. Thank you for listening, and as always, love God, love people, and follow Jesus.